Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make them over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah.
just want you to know I love you all. It means so much to me to have you listen each week and to have you give me words of encouragement. It really blesses my spirit. Hallelujah. Uh, you can now go to our website, and it's called a word from God dot webs w e b s dot com. I'm asking that you will browse our site and follow our links to all of our affiliate sites and our other blogs. Also, we now do have a uh, page on Facebook, and it is called A Word from God. I ask that you would even click the like button uh, to just show us that you like our page. That helps us to know that people are going on our Facebook page and checking us out and uh, just giving us a like. And I, I appreciate for those of you who have already done that. And you can email us now at a word from God three at aol dot com. That's a word from God three at aol dot com. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think about the um, the broadcast, and um, we'll email you back. Uh, we also ask that you check out our ad cost and our advertisement page, which is also on our website. If you would like to have your church event or your business announced on the air, or if you are an an artist and would like to have your CD played uh, on a word from God, I would ask that you would go to our website for all of our instructions instructions and our advertising costs, or email me at um, a word from God 3 at AOL.com. Hallelujah. We also now have a new blog, which too is called a word from God. It is a word from God one. That's the number one. A word from God one uh, dot blogspot dot com. That's a word from God one dot blogspot dot com. Um, uh, this is where we place our thoughts and whatever else God might uh, give to us uh, to say to you on our blog. Um, Our second blog that I have, it is called partnersinbusiness1.blogspot.com. I do own a couple of businesses, and so um, this is a little business page uh, that I do, uh, and it's called partnersinbusiness1, that's the number one, .blogspot.com. On this blog, we share some business tips about going into business for yourself. Uh, In my archives, I do have a message called How to Start a Business. And in this message, I use scripture on how to scripturally uh, start a business and uh, do great things with your business business, and having it all built on godly principles. I have two CDs out. Uh, One is called Secrets. Uh, I would really ask that you would uh, uh, check out this particular CD. It is a life-changing uh, CD, it talks about secrets, uh, the hidden things that we're keeping deeply hidden on the inside of us as women and maybe even as men. Uh, there are secrets that many of you are carrying and they're hurting you uh, spiritually, physically, uh, and mentally that you need to get out of your life. You need uh, uh, emotional healing to get rid of those secrets. And it's not just a, quote, teaching but I'm using little scenarios uh, as if it were actually you, as if it's actually happening to you. And I would like for you to really listen 
to this CD. God gave it to me a few months ago. And even in the midst of my uh, doing the CDs, brought up a lot of hidden things in my life that I had to get rid of. And I believe that it would truly be a blessing to you. It is a two-disc uh, uh, CD set, uh, and the cost of that CD is uh, $15. You can go to our website, and you can uh, get the particulars on that. The other one is I Give Myself Away, and it sells for $10. There's a beautiful song out with that same uh, title. And many of us are singing this song, I Give Myself Away, but are you really giving yourself away to God? Are you really giving yourself away to man? Kind. What are you really doing? Or are you just uh, lifting your hands to a beautiful song? This CD is $10, and two, you can uh, go to our website and uh, check that out as well. I am still working on my End Time series uh, called the, the End of Times. I'm still working on that. There's a lot more stuff that I thought that I'm adding to it. So uh, I will be letting you know as soon as possible when that actually will be available. We will be talking about the rapture, the Bema Seat Judgment, Marriage of the Lamb. We'll be talking about the bowls and the seals and the judgments, uh, the angels, uh, the churches, uh, the Antichrist, the false prophet. Uh, the, the, um, we'll be talking about the, the Battle of Armageddon, the second return of Jesus Christ, which is not the rapture. The rapture is something different. Uh, we will be talking about that. And many of these are found in the book of uh, Revelation, the whole book of Revelation, book of Daniel, 1 Thessalonians, Matthew, and even in 1 Corinthians. I would also ask that you would please uh, visit Lady Be Lovely. Uh, visit our website. Uh, Lady Be Lovely, we carry all kinds of beautiful outfits and jewelry uh, and handbags. Eventually, we're going to be getting into shoes and so I'm just going to ask that you go to our website, which is ladybelovelyfashions.webs.com. And um, also on my blogtalkradio.com uh, slash a word from God page, I ask that you check out all of my affiliate links. Uh, there's one uh, affiliate that I have. It is called Blood Pressure Awareness. It talks a lot about uh, physical health. Uh, it talks about exercise. It talks about high blood pressure, uh, sugar diabetes, cholesterol. It gives you a lot of good ideas and tips about um, taking care of your health. So many times when our health goes bad, we go and we run to the doctor. And, and if your faith level is not that strong that you need to go to the doctor, you go to the doctor because we need to know what's wrong with us. So once we go to the doctor then we seek after uh, God's wisdom and see what God is telling us to do. If he's telling you to take the medication, you take it. But you can also make changes in your life even though you're taking the medication. And on this uh, on this particular blog, you'll learn about uh, uh, changing your eating habits, uh, changing your lifestyle. Uh, you'll just learn a lot of great uh, things about health. So I ask you that you'll go on to um, all uh, go on to that uh, site, um, blogtalkradio.com slash your word from God. I have a bunch of great affiliates there, lots of different blogs. Go on them and check them out, and I tell you, you truly will be blessed. Hallelujah. 
Well, on tonight's message, we are going to be talking about uh, the kidnapped mind. And I know many of you are like, what in the world is a kidnapped mind? But you will learn tonight what your what a kidnapped mind is. And before we uh, go into the message tonight, we're going to have a little time of just praise. Uh, we're going to do um, a couple of little songs here, just worship songs. I want you to sit back and relax. I want you to uh, just get your mind right because we're going to be talking about your mindset on tonight, your uh, your attitude of thinking. Uh, what are you thinking? What are you putting into your mind? So just sit back, relax, uh, allow the Spirit of the Lord to just minister to you, and we're going to do a couple of little uh, worship songs here and just enjoy.
Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a beautiful time of worship. Just giving God our all. To worship you, I live. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Standing on holy ground. Just being in the ever-presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We worship you on tonight, O God. We honor you on tonight, O God. We thank you, Lord God, for all of your goodness and your mercy that you've bestowed upon us, your children, on tonight. And we ask, O God, that you will minister to our hearts, that you will let us know, Father God, to cause our minds, to get our minds right, to get our minds renewed in you, that we can always have a hallelujah I praise the Lord on our lips, on our tongues, that, Father God, that we will speak what your word tells us to speak, that we will ever be before you, O God, worshiping you, praising you, giving you glory, giving you honor. Lord, right now I just thank you and I magnify you for all of the things, O God, that you do to us, and that you do for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you on tonight, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we do pray. And we do say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Uh, Our phone lines are open, and our our phone number is 1-818-475-922. Nine, Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into the Word of God on tonight. And our message is entitled, The Kidnapped Captive Mind. Now, it says in the book of Romans, chapter 12 and, and verse 2, and it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God wants us to renew our mind. He wants us not to be conformed, not to think like the world thinks, but our minds be transformed, be renewed to the thinking of Christ. Mankind is made up of three parts which is spirit, soul, and body. Man is a spirit. He lives in a body, and he has a soul. The soul comprises man's emotions, man's will, man's intellect, and man's thought. It's the mind, the soul, that tells man what to do. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23 says, And the very God of peace, Sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. God wants us to be whole in every area of our lives, but we cannot be whole and live the life that Christ has purposed us to live if our mind is not renewed, and if our mind has not been made whole. 
Now, when you accept Christ, you are saved. And if you died at that time, you would go to heaven. But if you're still here, there are changes that must be made, starting first with our mindset, how we think, what we think about. Is it godly thinking or is it worldly thinking? What are you saying? Does it agree with the word of God? Do you still have the same thoughts as when you were in the world? How is your attitude? Some things I want you to know after receiving Jesus will change overnight, but other things will take time, and it all starts in your mind. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5 says, Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What old thoughts do you need to cast down and to put into captivity up under Christ? What things... uh, did you used to imagine that you can't afford to imagine now because it would hurt your walk in Christ? Every unholy thought should be brought into captivity. Every unholy thought should be brought into ta- into captivity and given to Christ. To know what thoughts you need to put into captivity, you must first go to the Word of God. What are the thoughts that will bring you to a place of peace and not anxiety and torment? In Philippians 4 and 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. God is already telling you what you can do to change your mindset. Think on the things that are true, that are honest, that are just, that are pure, that are lovely, that are of a good report. And then he says if there be any virtue in it and if there be any praise in it, think on these things. Forget about all of that other stuff that the enemy has placed in your mind. Forget about those things. Satan doesn't want you to think God's way. He wants you to think his way, which is doubt, misery, fear, failure, discouragement. In many cases, these are the things we think, and we focus on the worst-case scenarios. We hear the doctor say, you're, um, you've got heart problems, or you've got uh, diabetes, or you've got cholesterol problems, or, or you have high blood pressure. And immediately we start thinking, I'm sick, I'm going to die. Uh, we start thinking, I'm a failure. We, we'll start thinking, no one loves me. Or maybe we're thinking, I'm nothing, I'm useless. And once you think on these things and begin to say them, then you start to believe them. Mark eleven uh, twenty three says that uh, what th- uh, that um, that you can have whatsoever you said. That if you doubt not and you believe in your heart, 
You can have whatsoever you say it. So watch what you're saying. Watch what you're thinking because what you think is what you're going to say and what you say is what you're going to believe. John 10 and 10 says that thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that 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 they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus is telling you the thief wants to take from you. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to steal from you. But don't worry about that. If you begin to think after the things I want you to think after, you will have life and you will have it more abundantly. Well, what does being kidnapped or being held captive mean? It means to be seized, detained, or carried away by unlawful force or fraud, and often with a demand for ransom. Uh, And abduct means to uh, make away with, make off with, run off with, taking against one's will by force without consent, imprisoned or confined. Many of our minds are still held captive or they're imprisoned by our kidnapper, which is the devil. What happens when your mind has been kidnapped and held in captivity? You are at the mercy of your kidnapper. One way that a kidnapper keeps their hostage in line is through fear. My father was an alcoholic, and I asked him one day, why did he drink? And he told me, the devil said to him, that if he stopped drinking, it would kill him. He would die. So my father continued to drink, and it was alcohol that killed him. And had he not been so fearful, he could have overcome and lived a more productive life. But because he listened to the devil, he died from the very thing he felt was keeping him alive. He had a call in his life to preach the gospel, but he never answered the call. All because of the fear, the stronghold that Satan used against him to keep his mind kidnapped. But he did receive Christ, hallelujah, before he died. So he went home to be with the Lord. What has your kidnapper told you? I can guess. He says things like this. You'll never amount to any, anything. Uh, no one cares about you. You'll always be alone. You'll always be lonely. God won't accept you after all of the wicked, horrible things that you've done. Alcohol is your only friend. Drugs and illicit sex are the only way that you can escape from your problem. Your kidnapper has spoken in your mind fear, doubt, hopelessness, loneliness, and pure lies. But the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. It says in Romans 6 and 37, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved loved us. 
Jesus says in, in Hebrews 13 and 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And in 1 John 1 and 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In the scriptures, you can find a truth of God for every satanic lie the devil tells you. For every word of defeat in God's word, there is a word of victory. Who is the kidnapper or the thief? He is the enemy of our soul, the stealer of our minds and of our wills. He is the devil, Satan, Lucifer. John 10 and 10 calls him the thief. And I want you to know, if you don't call him on what he has done to destroy or confront him about what he is doing to your life, he will keep coming back and stealing your goods. I believe Jerry Savelle had a book out one time called If Satan Can't uh, Steal Your Joy, He Can't Keep Your Goods. If he can steal or kidnap your mind and your joy, he can keep your goods and all that belongs to you from you because you have no will to fight him off. And you just sit back and you just think, well, this is my plot in life. This is what's supposed to happen to me. I'm supposed to be defeated. I'm supposed to be this way. Because what you're listening to is a lie. You see, Satan has been holding some of our minds captive for so long, many of us don't even know we are still in bondage. He lets up just a little so that we can think that we're okay. Some of us have been in bondage for several years. Some are so heavily captive or bound that they don't even know that they are under Satan's control in their minds. Many people are on on medication because they can't deal with the pressures in their mind because the bondage is so strong. Some can't even hear the delivering word of God because of the stronghold on their mind, even when God speaks. Why? Because their faith level is so low, and their minds are in a fog, and they're beat down, and they're just smashed into the ground, and and they're being stepped on and walked over, and they just don't know how to get up. But those of us who are free, we can fast and we can pray and we can see God bring total deliverance to their minds. That's why sometime in the middle of the night, God will have some of your sleep uh, to be disturbed because he wants you to get up and pray because there's somebody that Satan is attacking in their mind and they don't know how to fight it. So you as a child of God, as a prayer warrior, as one that knows the word, you know how to get in there and fight off the enemy. That means for you to get up, get on your knees. If your bedroom is upstairs, walk into your prayer closet or go downstairs, wherever it is that you go to pray, and 
spend time with God praying, fasting over the deliverance for someone else's mind. In California at our church, we used to have a saying, uh, pray for the mind. We would touch their foreheads and say, pray for the mind. Sometimes, now we did that in jest, but in reality it has a strong meaning. We should pray daily for our minds that we do have the mind of Christ. We are to think like him. We are to talk like him. We are to act like him. First Corinthians, excuse me, First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16 says in part B, but we have the mind of Christ. So what's the problem? The scripture says we have the mind of Christ, but your mind is being held in captivity. It's been kidnapped It's bound because you're not quoting the word of God to Satan When he comes in with the attack The Bible says in James 4 and 7 To resist the devil and he will flee from you Why? Because the word If you don't use your weapon, which is the sword or the word of God. In Ephesians 6, 17, it says you will, which is found in Ephesians 6, 17, then you will be duped, fooled, and deceived by the enemy over and over and over again. The most damaging thing about being kidnapped is when you begin to believe your captor's lies. You are what you think you are. If you believe and think good things about yourself, good things will happen. If you think and speak uh, negative things, then those negative things will take place in your mind. As I quoted er earlier, Mark 11, 23, and it says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, it might be the mountain in your mind, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. What are you saying? What are you thinking? What are you believing about yourself? Do you believe that you're weak? Do you believe that you're walking in defeat? Do you believe that you're no good? Do you believe that 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 uh, nobody loves you? Do you believe that nobody cares? Do you believe that all you have is alcohol, all you have is drugs? Do you believe that all you have is sex? Are those the things that you believe? That if I don't be what everybody else wants me to be, I won't be anything or I won't have any friends? Is that the way you truly feel about yourself? Or do you do... Uh, like the scripture earlier, where it says, think on these things, whatsoever things are pure and lovely and have a good report and are honest and are true. Do you think those things about yourself? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not below. I am the lenderer and not the borrower. I am saved. I walk in the in the ways of Christ. God speaks to me. I'm a friend of God. I'm a daughter of God. I'm a son of God. God is using me in miraculous ways. The gifts of God are in my life. Are you thinking that way? Or are you beating yourself up so much in the mind that you feel like 
there is no hope for you. You must think about yourself like Jesus thinks about you. How does Jesus see you? He sees you as the finished product that he sent you here to be. When you were born, Jesus placed you where you are today to go out and find the mission, the purpose, and the destiny that he has set before you. The scripture says that we use this one every week, Psalms 119 and 105, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. If we follow the rule book, we follow the map, the guideline, the directions found in the word of God, we will walk totally in to our destiny. There will always be snares and temptations and pitfalls on the way to finding your purpose in life. But keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop trying to get to your destiny. But do stop being a hostage to your unregenerated mind. Stop listening to your old feelings and emotions and begin to pray and begin to seek God's face on a daily basis. Dive into the word of God. Ask God for a hunger for his word. Fast. Spend time with God hearing what he has for you. Luke 22 and 31 says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desire to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. May sift you as wheat. Grain was agitated or shaken in a kind of a fan or a sieve, or what we would call today a strainer. And the grain remained in the fan, and the shaft and the dust were thrown off. So Christ says that Satan desires to try Peter, to place trials and temptations before him, to agitate him, to see if any faith would remain or whether just the dust, the chaff, the old ways of thinking, is that what only remains? To see if Peter's, uh, uh, the devil wanted to see if Peter was only taught or if Peter had uh, a false profession. What is your mind saying to you? And then what are you saying to your body? During a kidnapping, there is normally a reason that a person was abducted, and that reason is normally for financial gain. But in the kidnapping of your mind, it is to take you from your rightful place in God. The enemy wants to keep you from your purpose. He wants to keep you from your destiny. He wants to keep you. You you might, God might have, I mean, you might be right now sitting there just worried about everything, not knowing how you're going to make it, not knowing what's going to take place in your mind. But in your future, you may be a great evangelist. In your future, you may be a bishop or an apostle. You may be a pastor's wife. You may be a deaconess. You may be an entrepreneur. In your mind, you're saying you can't see that 
in your mind's eye. But God sees it, and the devil knows it, and he does not want you. It's his job to keep you from your destiny and from your purpose. So the enemy wants to keep you from your rightful place in God, to keep you from your purpose and your destiny. Because 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. The enemy does not want you to reach the potential that God has for you. You have so much potential. That's why he's always on you. That's why he's always troubling your mind. That's why he's making you feel like nobody cares. It's good, maybe, that you're alone right now because you need to seek God. And where God wants to take you, he does not want any man, woman, boy, or girl to be able to reap any glory from where he's taking you from to where he's taking you to. I want you to know if you are alone tonight, eagles fly alone. They don't flock around with the rest of the birds. They're not in the chicken coop. They're not with the rest of the turkeys. They're not with the ducks. They're not with the pigeons. Eagles soar, and they soar higher and higher and higher and higher. They are the greatest of the bird kingdom. They can fight off anything. They don't need anything but just, uh, well, you as a human needs God, but they just soar. They just soar until they can reach the highest peak to where it is that they want to go. And that's you. You might be alone right now. You might be lonely right now, but you need to be that way for now because God is getting ready to take you to a place that he doesn't want anybody else to say, well, you know, if it wasn't for me, brother so-and-so, you know, he wouldn't be where he is today. If it wasn't for me, sister so-and-so would not be where she is. I gave her the money to start her business. I gave her the money to start her ministry. I did this. I did that. No man will receive the glory in what God wants to do in your life. So right now, if you are alone, if you do feel like nobody cares, that's good because the one person that you need is God. That makes you not alone. The one person you need is God. That makes you having the best friend you can ever, ever have. So quit thinking all of that negative stuff. Start thanking God for how, Lord God, I thank you that you have me in a place right now where it's just me and you. God wants to love on you. God wants to use you. God wants to bless you. God wants to take you to new heights and new levels. But you can't do that running with the chickens. You can't do that running with the turkeys. You're an eagle. You are an eagle, and you soar alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Now, during the time of slavery, <coughs> excuse me, in the United States of America, the Emancipation Proclamation was given in 1863 for all slaves to be free. But it wasn't until April of 1865 that the African-American slave was totally freed from slavery. But there was a remnant of people in Texas, slaves, that were still bound, that were still held captive, that were still slaves, even though they were free. And they didn't know that the price had been paid had been paid for their freedom on june 19 1865 the union soldiers came to galveston texas and let every slave and every slave owner know that the slaves were free to live their lives the way that they saw fit to live them but many of them had been enslaved so long they were still bound, they were still captive, and they still wanted to live in slavery because they did not know how to think for themselves because they had been beaten down. They, they, they were not allowed to, to, to read. They were not allowed to keep their identity. They weren't allowed to uh, be who they were. It was all beaten out of them. They were kicked and beaten and downtrodden and fed what the slave master didn't want to eat. They were put in little shanties, little houses where there might have been eight or nine of them sleeping in a one-room shack. But that was all they knew. That was all they knew. That was how they always lived. And so they became comfortable in that. And that's the way it is with some of us. We have been so used to thinking on the negative. We're free, but we're still bound in our minds. There's still a stronghold. There's still a wrapping around your mind. And whenever you try to pull away from that, it's like the enemy makes that stronghold even tighter so that all you want to do is just give up and say, you know what, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired. Uh, you know what, however life is, that's the way it's going to be. I'm not going to try to change things. You know, at least I eat over here. At least I I, I um, have something over here. I'll just stay. It's like a woman whose husband beats her. And he has beaten down he has beaten her down so low to the ground that she's lost all hopelessness. She she doesn't have any more hope. She 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 doesn't have any more strength. She doesn't care. This is her plot in life, she believes. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what God set me here for, to be a doormat, to be beaten to be put down, to be verbally abused, physically abused, sexually abused. This is what she thinks in her mind because her mind is held captive. Her mind has been kidnapped by her kidnapper, who is the one that's supposed to love her the most, which is her husband. 
but yet she does nothing to get out. She's free, but she doesn't know how to walk in her freedom. There's places for her to go. There's things that she can do. There's places where she can go get help, but she chooses to stay because her mind is held, kidnapped, and in captivity. And the captor says, oh, she'll never turn me in. (coughs) Excuse me. I have her mind. I have her right where I want her. I'm in her mind is what some of them say. But once this woman begins to realize, someone comes to her and tells her, baby girl, you can be free. You don't have to live like this. It is not God's will that a man beats you. It is not God's will that a man kicks you. It is not God's will that a man sexually or verbally or physically abuses you. That's not God's will for your life. And then they open up the scripture to her, and they lead her to Christ, and they let her know there's a whole brand new world out there for you. All you've got to do is just walk in it. Open up the door and walk in it. Many of you need to open up the door to your mind and walk in the things that Christ has for you. You are to protect your mind with the word of God. What are you feeding your ear gates and your eye gates? Are you into gossip? Are you into porn? Are you into negative thinking? Do you watch bad TV? Uh, Do you listen to too much negativism on the news? Are you talking to the wrong people? Well, first of all, if any of this stuff is in your life, you need to shake free of that. You need to get rid of that. When somebody comes to you with gossip, you are not a trash can. And you tell him or her, I don't want to hear it. I don't care. No, you will not deposit that here. I had a coworker one time, and every day she would come to me just telling me her problems and telling me her problems and telling me her problems. Why? Because, as I shared last week, I'm a compassion person, and that's what we do. We listen. And then after, she would just tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Then she would say, whew, I feel better, because she dumped all of her trash on me. Now, I've got to go somewhere and get all that stuff off of me. I've got to get prayed up somewhere so that I can feel better. Are you... Are you looking at porn or or are you watching too much bad TV or are you allowing your children to watch violence on TV or playing violent video games? What is going into your ear gate and your, your eye gate? What's getting into your mind? What is becoming the norm for you? What is natural to you now? to just start thinking the wrong things. You know, as people, we can start thinking things about someone that we don't need to be thinking about. 
And in our minds, we can commit adultery in our minds just by thinking about it. You haven't touched the person. You haven't talked to the person or anything. Jesus says if you look upon a woman with lust uh, in your heart, you've already committed adultery. And why is that? It just just doesn't, uh, just because he sees a woman, but when he starts seeing a woman or you start seeing a man as a woman, you start seeing a man and you start looking at that person, then you start, mm, and you start thinking about him, mm, he looks good, you know, and then you start imagining, then you've already committed the sin. What are you thinking? What are you watching? What are you putting in to your minds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, as I said earlier, you need to protect your minds until you realize that you are free. You will still be like the slave who did not know that they were free, that they were being held in bondage. Being held in bondage in your mind keeps you under the control of your kidnapper. But you can break free by speaking the word of God. And when you speak the word of God, of course then you're not going to have any fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Because when you begin to speak the word in confidence and speak the word in power and speak the word in freedom, then you begin to torment your attacker with the word of God, which is your sword or which is uh, your weapon. Hebrews 4 and 12 has this to say about the word of God. And I'm going to be reading from the God's Word translation. It says, God's Word is living and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword and cuts as deep as the place where the soul and the spirit meet, the place where joints and marrow meet. God's Word judges a person's thoughts and intentions. The word of God judges your thoughts and the intentions that you have from those thoughts. What are you thinking? If you know that you're not thinking something right, and if you're in that word, the word will immediately rise up and say, mm, you say, mm, isn't that a good-looking man? And then the word will rise up and say, thou shalt not commit adultery. Or then you, in your mind, you might say, I hate that person. I hate them. I wish they were dead. But the word of God rises up and says, thou shall not kill. Or you may know something's not true, but you lie anyway. And the scripture will say, thou shall not lie. Because, see, the enemy is going to tell you one thing, but if you're in the word of God, if you're in the word of God and you know the word of God, you've got something to fight the enemy off with. 
the word of God will free your mind of the lies, the fear, the doubt, the unbelief that the kidnapper has spoken over you. You can reverse those words and do just like Jesus did in the in the wilderness and tell the devil, Satan, it is written, and take your sword, which is the word of God, and stab him in the heart and twist that sword until your attacker is no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you boldly declare what the word says about you in the power and the authority that God has given you, your attacker will flee. One translation says he will run in terror. Once you realize you are free, the angels will come and minister healing to your mind. The demonic influences are arrested and joy is restored. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Philippians 2 and 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Trust the word of God, because the one thing I know about God is this. He always backs up his word in demonstration and in power. If you quote the word of God, and you mean that word that you're quoting, and you believe that word that you're quoting, all of heaven comes and backs you up and stands behind you. And you tell the devil, I'm not afraid of you. And you stand in power and you believe that. Heaven will come down. Your angels will be standing there with swords drawn, letting the enemy know we ain't playing with you. We will dust you into the ground. We will knock you out. I remember a time uh, when I was in California and I was up preaching the word of God. And um, I was sharing the word, and as I shared the word of God, I began to cough a little, and, and it's like something had gotten caught in my throat. And when that happened, you know, uh, the church just immediately began to pray, and um, I stopped coughing and went on with the message. Well, after the service was over, a young man came up to us who God used in the gift of discerning of spirits, and God opened up something to him. He said that when I was preaching the word, he saw two demonic forces come out of the walls and came up to me and began to attack me, trying to choke me in my throat area. And then he said, but as as soon as that happened, he said two angels walked out behind them and grabbed them and dragged them away. All of heaven will back you up if you believe and trust the word of God. Believe in what you're saying. Believe in what you're quoting. Believe in what you're talking about. Changing your mindset. Change your mindset. Stop listening to the enemy. Stop listening to what he's telling you. Stop hearing what he's telling you to hear. 
Stop listening to what he's telling you to listen to. Begin to speak the word. Speak the word over every area of your life. The Bible says to renew your mind in the word of God. Don't conform to this world, but be transformed. Being transformed, it means it's, 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 it's a constant change, always taking place in your life. But it can only change as you renew your mind daily in the word of God. Stop so much doing everything else and start spending time with God, letting God uh, speak to your heart, letting God speak to your mind because he speaks to your mind and then it goes into your spirit or he speaks to your spirit and it goes into the rest of your, your, your body. But if you're allowing your mind to do the controlling, then your body is going to do what the mind tells it to and not what the spirit tells it to. The one thing that the enemy wants is to keep you from the blessings of God in your life. If he can keep you discouraged and in bondage, then he's not worried. But once you realize that you are free, he then begins to lose his grip on you and on your mind. For you see, there are bountiful blessings that God has for you. But the enemy hates you now that you have turned your life over to Christ. We are in a war for our very lives because Satan wants full control of everything, and that includes you. So if he can destroy you, take from you, humiliate you, kill you, so that you won't reach your purpose and your destiny, then he's going to Excuse me, he's going to try that. But if you skip all the way to the back of the book, you will see that we, with God's help, come out as victors and we reap all of the blessings that God has for us here on earth and in heaven. There are blessings for us on this earth. There are many great blessings. While we're here, God wants us to uh, live whole and healthy. Uh, He wants us to take care of ourselves. Uh, While we're here, God wants us to to be blessed financially. Uh, While we're here, God wants to use us. Uh, God wants to uh, uh, help you to, if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, God wants you to, to own your own business. While we're here, uh, maybe while you're here, maybe God wants you to drive a nice car and live in a nice home. While you're here on this earth, while you're here, God wants to bless you, bless your family, bless your children. While you're here on this earth. But one thing about all of that is that not only does God want to bless us while we're here on earth, but he also wants to bless us when we get home to heaven. There are blessings here for us on this earth, but there are greater blessings waiting for us in heaven. And I read the scripture earlier that says, Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither have entered 
into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love them. This is what the war is all about, to keep you from your final destiny, which is called heaven. If he can keep your mind bound up, if he can keep your mind wrapped up, if he can keep worry and doubt and fear and frustration and anxiety and all of that craziness in your mind, you will not win the war. You may still go to heaven, but you won't win the war. And he wants to keep you from your purpose. And he wants to keep you from your destiny. And he wants to keep you from all of the rewards that you're going to get when you're called home to be with the Lord or when we are finally and eventually raptured out of here when God says we're going to be raptured out of here. All of this, all of this this kidnapping of the mind, keeping your mind captured, keeping the stronghold in your mind, all of this is to keep you from your final destiny, which is called heaven. Why? Because I want to read Revelations chapter 21 to you, and you are going to see why the enemy does not want your mind renewed. You are going to see why the enemy wants to keep you bound. You are going to see why the enemy wants to cause you to commit suicide, why the enemy wants to cause you to sin, why the enemy wants to keep you from your blessings. This is why. And this is Revelations chapter 21. And I'm going to read the whole chapter. And you will see why it is that the enemy does not want you to reach your destiny. Starting at verse 1, Revelation 21, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall thou be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha, hallelujah, and Omega, the beginning and, hallelujah, the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving 
and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, hallelujah, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like unto a stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as a crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the walls thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, and hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundation of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones, the first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth a sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh crystallite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth a, a crystal, I'm sorry, the crystophos, the eleventh a yaxent, the twelve an amethyst, and the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every Every several gate was of one pearl, and the streets of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of the Lord did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh, abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. This is why 
the enemy wants to keep your mind bound, keep your mind in a stronghold, keep you to where you don't want to uh, uh, get your mind right. Now, if you are saved and your mind is not right, you will still go to heaven, but you're going to miss out on so much, so much. But if you're not saved and your mind is still being held captive, if you're still bound, if there's still a stronghold around you, if you're not casting down all of those evil imaginations and bringing them into the captivity of Christ, if you're not getting rid of that, you won't go to this place. And the enemy is doing everything he can to keep you from a city that is so beautiful as to walk on transparent gold streets that there's just jewels laying around and the pearly gates and the walls made of jewels and and there's no need for the sun or the moon because Christ is there. The the Holy Spirit is there. The Father is there and they light up everything. Their glory just lights up the place. And the gates are never closed because there's no need because nothing evil can come in. Nothing that that can defile the place can come in. Only the righteous, only those whose names are found in the Lamb's book of life are those that are going to enter into the promise of heaven. This is why the enemy wants to keep you bound so that you will not reach your destiny here on earth and that you can't receive what God has for you in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to go into a musical selection, and when we return, we will um, come back with whatever else the Lord has, or maybe some of you might want to call in and say, you know, if you enjoyed the message or Whatever the Lord might put on your heart, you might have something that uh, the Spirit of the Lord has been dealing with you on. Our phone number is 1-818-475-9229. Enjoy.
Hallelujah. Press down, shaking together and running over. Hallelujah. We had a little computer glitch there for a minute, but praise and thank God. Hallelujah. I pray that you did enjoy the word of God on tonight. Um, I just want to pray with you. You may have a, uh, just want prayer for your mind tonight. You might want to uh, just renew your mind and the things of Christ. And maybe the enemy has been uh, coming against you in your mind. And we just want to pray that God totally set you free and deliver you and that you no longer are held captive or have a kidnapped mind or captive mind or being bound or being stronghold by the enemy. Hallelujah. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you and praise you for all of our listeners, oh God. And I pray, Lord God, that you bless each and every one right now, Father God, who has had a kidnapped mind or maybe their mind is being held captive or maybe they're bound up or maybe they're having some stronghold issues that they don't know how to let go of. For Father God, I know that you are God of your your word, Father God, and that you are a deliverer. And, Father God, right now we speak, Father God, a complete deliverance in their minds right now. Hallelujah, Father God, we just thank you. Lord God, as I lay hands on my own head, Lord God, in proxy for those who are uh, listening on the Internet, Father God, I just pray that you loose their minds, Father God. I would make the, uh, uh, cause the enemy to... Uh, to be bound up, that he can no longer be in control of their minds, be in control of what they do or what they think or how they speak. Father God, we just thank you, Lord God, that you're sending your ministering angels even right now to set them free. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. Uh, your word has been sent, Lord God, and it is healing their minds, oh God. Lord, I just thank you, Father God, that you are a deliverer. Now, Satan, you are bound, and you have no hold or no more control over the lives of God's people. You get your hands off of their minds. You get your hand. Get you. You. You cannot. Uh, hold them in captivity anymore You cannot bring a stronghold Against them anymore You cannot cause them to be bound up anymore Your hold is loose from them They are now free In the mighty name of Jesus And I command you to get your hands Off of them right now In the name of Jesus Father I thank you We give you all the glory We give you all the honor We give you all the praise oh God We thank you Father God For your word is true father we thank you we do have the mind of christ and we will walk as if we have the mind of christ we will cast down all those uh imaginations father god that are not like you and we will bring them up into the captivity upon the christ father god we stand boldly before the throne of grace just asking you father god for total deliverance right now in jesus's mighty name we pray we thank you, Father. We glorify you, Father. We honor you, Father. And we just thank you and say amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. I do pray that you, uh, as I said uh, earlier, enjoyed the message. I do pray um, that you will write me at uh, a word from God 3 um, at AOL.com. And just write me and let me know. Uh, about the message, if it was a blessing to you. Um, we always want to make sure that we're hearing from the Lord 
and that we're doing what thus saith the Lord. Um, we do take time to get before the Lord and share these messages with you. I thank you so much for those of you that have been tuning in uh, ever since about February I've been on the air, and I thank you for all your love and your comments and your words of encouragement. Uh, it is truly a blessing to me to know that uh, what's being shared uh, is being uh, a blessing to you. Well, I do have a couple of announcements here. Um, as many of you know, I am a member of Spring Family Church uh, here in Irving, Texas. And uh, next month we have two uh, conventions. We just came out of an awesome women's convention uh, back on Mother's Day weekend of this month where we had an awesome time in the Lord um, at the Gaylord Texan Resort um, there in Grapevine, Texas. And now we're getting ready to have our our men's prayer breakfast, and we are also getting ready to have our young girls' conference. And I'm going to share with you first about the uh, men's conference. Dayspring Men of Valor Victory Prayer Prayer Breakfast is going to be Saturday, June 18, 2011. The time will be 9 a.m. The registration fee is $30. Uh, it will be held at the Sheraton Grand Hotel DFW Airport. The address is 4440 West John Carpenter Freeway. That's in Irving, Texas. Uh, the guest speaker for that event will be Pastor Michael McWilliams. The conference host for this event is Bishop Kevin Keith Dickerson. Uh, there will also be a session for young men on that day. So though the men will be meeting and also the young uh teenage young young adult boys, young teenage boys will be also having a session uh, at the conference. So for more information on that, uh you can go to dayspringfamilychurch.org and you can find that uh more information about the men's prayer breakfast. It is going to be a blessing our bishop uh, always does the prayer breakfast. I believe that's going to be the day before Father's Day. And I hear that the men have an awesome time, that they come back changed and renewed and refreshed. And so uh, if you want to do something special for your husband for Father's Day, we pray that uh, you will buy him a ticket and send him to the men's prayer breakfast. And uh, I believe he will come back home a different man. Hallelujah. And then also we are going to be having the day spring Girls Shine Conference, and this is for age ages 12 through 19. That's going to be on Saturday, June 25th, 2011. The time will be 10 a.m. Uh, the conference is going to be held at the Dayspring Family Church, 618 North Beltline Road in Irving, Texas. Uh, the registration fee for this particular conference is $20. It says there will be awesome music, uh, real-life stories combined with high energy and an encouraging message for teen girls. Uh, the host, the conference hostess will be our uh, our bishop and our pastor's daughter, um, Sharice Dickerson. 
And so for more information uh, on that, you can go to facebook.com slash shine ministry. That's facebook.com slash shine ministry. Twitter.com slash shine ministry. And you can go to shine, S-H-I-N-E, shine at dayspringfamilychurch.org. And so you can go to any of these particular um, uh, uh, social networks here and uh, get all the information that you will need. Uh, The girls are going to have an awesome time. Uh, Sharice is an excellent uh, speaker. She's going to uh, God, I know, uses her highly. She's highly, a highly anointed young woman. And so I would like for you to uh, bring your girls out. Uh, they have a great time. Um, it's going to be a blessed time. It will be a time for young girls to come together and worship God in in the way that young teenage girls can worship him. And there's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of high energy, uh, a lot of great things that they're going to do. So it's only $20, so uh, bring your girls out. Um, And as I say, you can register, I believe, on Shine at dayspringfamilychurch.org. So those are our two announcements uh, for this evening. Well, we just thank and praise God because he truly is an awesome God. Also, as I said earlier, I would like for you to go to... um, my blog, which is a word from God dot blog I'm sorry, a word from God one dot blogspot dot com. Um and then I have another blog called Partners in Business One dot blogspot dot com. And also uh I would like for you to go to our Lady Be Lovely website which is Lady B like Becky Lovely Fashions with an S on the end. Dot webs. Dot com. Um, we do offer affordable pricing. Um, God has just blessed us to be able to have a knack for uh, picking out jewelry and and clothing. And uh, if you have a function coming up in your church and you would like for me to come out and and be a vendor or, or present some of my pieces at one of your ladies' meetings or to do a fashion show, you can contact me at Lady, L-A-D-Y, B as Becky, Lovely, which would be L-V-L-Y, Fashion, F-A-S-H-I-O-N, at AOL.com. And I would love to come to one of your women's functions or... um, uh, if you're having a conference of some sort to do a vendor event, um, please contact me. That's Lady L A D Y B L V L Y Fashion. No S at the end. Fashion at aol dot com. Also, uh, check out um, on uh, on my blog. On my blog, I believe it's a word from God, and also the partners one. Um, I do have other affiliates and blogs on there, so I would ask that you would go on and check out the other blogs and other affiliates that I'm associated with, and uh, go to our Facebook page, uh, A Word From God, 
and just be blessed. Uh, there is so much. We thank God for this new age of technology, all of the wonderful things, all of the wonderful, wonderful people that we can meet um, through this age of technology. I'm able to be on uh, the Internet where I can reach thousands and thousands of people, maybe even millions of people who may listen uh, to the show. And once again, I do want to say I thank you so, so much. It is always an honor to come on and just to be a blessing to you each week. It has been an honor on tonight. Uh, I am going to be putting out a book on this particular message called The Kidnapped Mind. And um, so I will be letting you know a little bit more about that later on as I sh- um, as I uh, uh, continue to share the Word of God. I will let you know a little bit more about this book that will be coming out. Plus, I will, uh, um, as I said earlier, I'm still working on the uh, the series for the end times. There was a lot more things that I needed to share than what I thought in some more in-depth study because I want to make sure that I'm saying what does say at the Lord. So a lot of great things that I, I want to share. And so I will be letting giving you further notice about the uh, end time series as well. Well, I see that we have about 16, 15 more minutes. We are going to go ahead on and close out our show. I pray that it was a blessing to you. It was truly a blessing for me. I even learned some things because before I can share it with you, I have to uh, uh, allow the Spirit to uh, show me what is going on, what, what He's saying. And so I just thank and praise God for the word on tonight. And as I said earlier, if uh, you would like to write me, uh, please write um, a word from God 3 at AOL.com. And I will definitely write you back. And I love meeting new people, so it's really awesome. Uh, Thanking God, I pray that I can say something to you that will be a blessing to you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, tuning in tonight for, I'm sorry, <laughs> but thank you for tuning in to A Word From God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio host, evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for him. And see you next week. And good night.
Beginning 